Welcome, sports fans, to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JTandTheDon at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don. I am the Don, Donato Bucci. And remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember to leave us a five-star review. We have a special guest on our episode today. But first, let me welcome in everyone's favorite, JT, Jimmy Thompson. How are you feeling today? What up? Don't even matter what I got to say. Hey, just bring them in. <laughs> All right, let's let's do it. Our special guest is half of the dynamic duo of from stuff about sports, and I'm gonna dub him. I don't know if we gave him this this title last time, but I'm gonna give him this title this time. He is our in-house resident Buffalo Bills expert, none other than Germ. How's it going, man? Thanks for coming on. I love that. I am the in-house expert. I am always knowing all things Buffalo Bills. I appreciate uh, you, Donato, and you, Jimmy, for having me uh, on this episode. And I uh, can't wait to educate JT on on Buffalo Bills and uh, everything else about sports. Yes. Hey, hold on. Thank First you. of all, before you go dubbing anybody an expert, I feel like he got to pass the expert test. Until I see this dude go through a, a flaming table, like he can't, is he wow. really an expert on the Buffalo wow. Bills? Like I need, to, I need to see him go through a table that's on fire and, and, and below 20 weather. Has he done that? I, I, would, I would bet he has. Germ? I have gone through a flaming table. I am a firefighter by, uh, day, by day profession. And Thank last you. year, I did jump through uh, a table uh, we did not record it for obvious reasons because we were doing it at work, and I'm not going to tell you where I work, or I'm not going to incriminate myself uh, any further. Please don't uh, but do we like did it for Facebook fun. people. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm in trouble enough on Facebook, and the township people don't know about my double life here. So I'm gonna okay, keep it that we'll, we'll keep right, it let's, that. Let's we'll, let's keep it under wraps then. We'll, yeah, we will keep it that way for sure. Um, so Germ, thanks for coming on. I mean, we're excited. So let's get into it here and we've got to start off the show of course with the buffalo bills um as as you know as everyone knows they they took the l to the Bengals in the divisional round so jerry i'm going to start with you first question off the bat who is to blame for a lack of a super bowl this season and on top of that what went wrong for your bills so to answer the second question first, what went wrong for the Bills was key injuries, specifically to Von Miller. Once he went down, the defense just simply wasn't the same. But he's not to blame. Von Miller did what he, he came there to do. He was there to instill leadership. Everything starts and stops with the head coach. And once again, Sean McDermott has failed the Buffalo Bills. Now, you guys remember, I wanted him fired last year. I actually wanted him fired two years ago because <laughs> he is the Brett Brown of the NFL. And for those who don't know who Brett Brown is, I am bringing another one of my fandoms to the table. Brett Brown was the head coach of the Philadelphia Sixers, uh, 76ers, during the infamous tanking years. Once the Sixers got enough talent, namely Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, 
and then they ended up with J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler, and so forth. They were winning 50-plus games every year, top three seed in the East, but they kept getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs. It was quickly decided that Brett Brown, while he did a great job giving this team culture, making them competitive and coaching them through uh, uh, basically out of the basement, he hit his ceiling as a head coach, and he could not get it done in the playoffs. Now, unfortunately, we got another coach who can't get it done in the playoffs, but the the idea, the theory is the same with me when it comes to Sean McDermott. Let's give a rundown of what he's done the last four years. He gave up a 16-0 lead to Deshaun Watson in the Houston Texans. Lost that game. Got blown out the year after that. Then he get the 13-second debacle by the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody remembers that. And then just got blown out now by Joe Burrow, the coolest guy in the world, uh, at home, which is a coaching problem. You have a team that's Super Bowl ready, a roster that's Super Bowl ready, and a quarterback that's Super Bowl ready. And what you do is you you hire a first-year play caller. That's not a move you do if you're trying to win a Super Bowl. He refuses to – he's the head coach. Don't talk to me about, oh – um, Naeem Hines should have been involved more in the past game, as he said in his exit interview. Dog, that's your job. Like, yes, I'm all I'm all about delegating responsibility to trust your um, offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator to call plays and run those specific things. But when you see stuff is getting messed up, that's your job as the head coach to step in and say, "Hey, Ken Dorsey, we're up 17-0. How about we stop calling plays for 60-yard bombs? It's not working. How about some quick hits?" How about th- telling Josh Allen to throw it to, in his checkdowns into the flats with Singletary and James Cook pass, and, and Naeem Hines, three pass-catching running backs who caught zero passes in the flats in, in, against the Bengals. It's, it's, everything starts and stops with the head coach. So if I had to blame one person, I'm going to blame Sean McDermott. Okay. JT, you agree? Hell no, because <laughs> you know why? And we're going to talk about this more as, as the show goes on. But this is the shit I'm talking about. Like, everybody's afraid to be honest. Now, I'm going I'm to do it the same way he just did it. I'll answer the second question first. What went wrong with the Bills? The same shit that I said went wrong after that Minnesota game. And everybody was like, oh, JT's overreacting. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I told you after that game. Buffalo Bills Super Bowl hopes were dead because of the specific thing. Will I throw McDermott in there? Absolutely. I I think he's being outcoached in these games. Yes. But he's not the only he's not the only reason why this is happening again for the third year in a row. The other reason, they can't run the ball. For whatever reason it is, they can't do it or they won't commit to it. I think they can't do it, but you know this as a Steelers fan, running the football is what gets people further and further in the playoffs. Josh Allen, his turnovers. Like, you you can't win football games that way, much less playoff games. And then the other thing, of course, you alluded, the injuries on defense big time. You lost the safeties, the DeMar Hamlin situation, and then Von Miller, you know, being out. That's that's big time. So the, the defense injuries gets um, lumped in there too. But here's the, here's the other main thing that I keep saying. Everybody keeps looking at me sideways. Get the Bills in a freaking dome like this is exactly why you do not have home field advantage this isn't 1950s pittsburgh like that outdoor court shit don't matter because it's not a running league like they don't like jerome bettis isn't coming to to carry the ball 40 times on christmas like 
Get this man in the dome because guess what? The strength of the Bills, we can go through all this stuff, is Josh Allen and him slinging it 50 yards down the field to those receivers. But guess what? When it's a blizzard, you can't do that. So, therefore, that's taken away from the strength of your team. So, that combined with all those other things are are what went wrong this season. And it's the same thing that's happened to the Green Bay Packers. Like, that home field advantage don't feel so home fieldy once that weather changes. Now, who am I going to blame? Bro, you taking the easy way out. It's who's making the most money on the team. It's like if I go to Walmart and shit goes awry, am I going to blame the guy that's standing at the exit that's using the marker to mark off my receipt to make sure I got all the stuff? No, it's the manager. Whoever's the highest paid person in the building is the person that gets the most blame. It's Josh Allen. Because I don't oh want to hear God. about the weather because Joe Burrow, whatever his full name is, y'all want to say, he looked good in the snow. He looked just fine. Josh Allen's supposed to be a snow guy. He can sling it outside. Played poorly. Turned over the ball all year. It's Josh Allen. It's that, That's all it is. Highest paid guy in the building. And legend has it, he's supposed to be a top five quarterback. So guess what? It's time for him to step into the spotlight and show me that that's true. And right now, past three years, he has not shown me that he's up. You're joking, that. right? You're I'm joking. not joking. Of course he's not. I'm not sure. joking. I'm not joking. This is why I wanted you on. I'm not joking. Josh Allen. We're going to talk about this later. No, we're going to yeah. talk about this in a minute. Okay. But I'm blaming Josh Allen because he is the guy. Ridiculous. So, That's ridiculous. So this is the thing. In terms of what went wrong, agree with you guys. I think a lot of it was the injuries. I mean, in particular, the secondary. You don't have the cohesion. Takes a while to come back from injuries. They had multiple injuries outside of the DeMar Hamlin um incident who to blame i think jt you alluded to it when you talked about it's not the guy that's at the cash register it's not the guy stocking the shelves at the walmart it's the guy calling the shots and that's the general manager i think it's brandon bean you guys keep saying that buffalo needs a dome no they not no they don't cincinnati didn't need a dome the other day you know why because they they got a better quarterback no they've got weapons and the reason Buffalo does not have the weapon. When you have to sign Cole Beasley and John Brown, I'm sorry to say, you don't have a second, third, and fourth receiver. Those guys are not a second, not a third, not a fourth, and probably in Pittsburgh and Kansas City, they're not even a fifth receiver on the roster. So Cole Beasley, John Brown, you're relying on, that tells you enough about not just the whole roster. I'm talking specifically the skilled positions. They don't have explosive guys. They don't. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase looked great in the snow. So did Burrow. Guess what? Josh Allen didn't have those guys. And I do believe that was the difference is the explosive weapons and Buffalo didn't have them. And Brandon Bean, yeah, you may have drafted Rousseau and brought in Von Miller and this and that, but guess what you didn't do? You didn't help your offensive line and – that defensive line did nothing against Cincinnati. So, yeah, you did a great job drafting guys that you needed, but were they the right ones? So I put it on him. They're over the cap by five and a half million. He's got to figure it out. They're in trouble. Bro, nobody asked for your Howie Roseman ass answer. Bro, the, but the you're GM, giving wrong answers. You're GM, giving wrong literally, answers. Literally, the GM is the least culpable because he's put this roster together for, for them to even be this good. Like, no, Josh it's either, Allen. It's either no, no, no. Or it's Allen. Allen and Diggs. GM no, Allen and Diggs are the reason why they got as far as they did. So, Germ, let me kick it back to you then. How can mm-hmm. the Bills 
be fixed with, let's say, just one offseason move? Or what's the one offseason move they got to do? So this one was a hard question for me because, honestly, they need more than one, obviously. There's there's a couple things. They need running game. They need – Gabe Davis is a sporadic receiver at best. He has to take a giant leap to be a more reliable. Diggs is really the only reliable thing we have. But if I had to whittle it down to one thing that – if I couldn't change anything else, because getting another running back isn't going to help if we don't fix our offensive line. So if I had to pick one move, it's have to replace Spencer Brown at right guard. In the 15 games he's played, he's allowed six pressures on average per game. That's most in the NFL. Josh Allen was pressured 40% of the time, which is most than any other quarter, any quarterback this postseason. Josh Allen that was their philosophy this year. Hey, Josh, go out there and do something miraculous. Ken Dorsey play calling was straight out of Madden. He had like four plays and they were all basic. It was like, Hey guys run really far and Josh throw it really far. And hopefully we can complete it. That works fine. If you have a good offensive line to protect, so those routes can develop, that's great. So let's fix our offensive line because if you have a good offensive line, then you probably don't need to upgrade at running back. I'm cool with Devin Singletary, even though I'm not his biggest fan. James Cook's going to take all his reps anyway. James, But you're not helping James Cook, and you're not helping Naeem Hines, and you're not helping whoever, whatever running back I presume we're going to draft at some point in this upcoming draft. Because uh, uh, Singletary, I believe, is a free agent. I don't think they're going to resign him. I think they're going to let him walk, which is fine. I, I'm not a big fan, and I think James Cook is going to end up being better. I think Singletary, I think he's a good NFL running back. I think he's a number two. I don't think he's a number one. I think James Cook has number one potential. We just got to let him grow. But none of that's going to matter if we don't fix our offensive line. So if I had to pick one move that the Bills need to address, it's replacing Spencer Brown at um, left guard, right guard, sorry. Right tackle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right tackle. Is is going back to get Brian Dable an option? No, it's not. He's a head coach. Yeah. (laughs) Because yeah. I feel like I feel like that's the move they need to make. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's everything has gone off the rails since they let him go. Well, he—I mean, he left. But that—that's really the move they need to make. I don't know. Well, what does off the rails thing. mean? It's not—it's not, it's not, not really off the rails. It, it, it has. I, I feel like I feel like you got like all the the Bills were still a have, top five offense. Like, but, but, like what I, what I, I mean I get is what you're off saying. the rails mm-hmm. is you guys have Dayball has had you guys ascended to the point where basically everybody thinks Josh Allen's the MVP every year. And everybody thinks the Bills are the Super Bowl favorite every year. Like Dayball has made that happen. And then this year, like you said, like Ken Dorsey only calling 20 yard per reception plays. That's it. Like refuse to run the ball. Y'all up by 30. You're going to throw it 30 yards down the field. You're down. You're down by 30. You're going to throw it 30 yards down the field. So I, I'm I'm serious. I, I think I think find a way to go get Dayball back. Like I don't I don't know how it works. It's you not realistic. No, it's not realistic. Hey, hey, look, man, these are some of the richest no, people on the planet. They matter. can make it happen. Because I'm doesn't, serious. Because no. that's what I would do. But realistically, what I think needs to happen is I agree with Jerm on the offensive line, and I'm I'm gonna take it to a simple a simple way to look at it. I think you just have to change their philosophy because I think they're putting too much on Josh Allen and his like alien talent. Like, can you do both? Like, can he be an alien and then can we just do smart football when it calls for it? Like, I never understand why, yeah, why the Bills are up by 30 and they're still passing when they should be running the ball. Like, they have good backs. I just think whether it's you fix the offensive line or you actually go get a bell cow running back like a B. John Robinson or all the other running backs they passed up the past two, three years in their first round where they could have taken him as a luxury pick and they didn't. 
Like, just commit to an actual running game that's not Josh Allen. Like, scale him back and commit to that, and I think that's what will help him. But I, I agree, Germ, that they got to fix the line because Steelers tried that with Najee Harris, and finally he's been effective at the end of this year because the line is finally developing. Like, you could bring in Bijan Robinson, take a first-round pick on him. To me, that'd be a waste if you don't fix the line because you already took – wasted not wasted but you used draft capital on James Cook last year so you got to ride with him but you got to fix the line first Jerem to go back to your point I wrote down the same stat in addition he gave up Spencer Brown gave up seven pressures to the Miami Dolphins you just hmm. can't have that in a playoff game you, you just can't oh he gave and, up seven pressures were any of them to Bradley Chubb because I swear <laughs> I saw him just slipping and falling on his ass all game so that's even worse <laughs> I don't know but Jerem let me ask you this did they did the Bills, were they effective? Were they good at running the ball last year? Josh Allen like, was. I feel like outside of him, but like, I feel like the problem is the line. It, it's not the running backs. They don't aren't have the a real best. running back. They don't have a bell cow. That's that, it's, running, it's both. But the running backs don't have to be great. I just think the line the last few years, I've told JT this going back to two years ago, Buffalo can't win the playoff games because when they get a lead, they're going to blow it because they can't run out the clock. They don't have yeah. a running game. And, and I think a part of that is the line. So is it crazy germ real quick? And then we'll go on to the big question. Cause I know JT has been wanting to answer the next question, but <laughs> is it crazy to think that the bills can make a trade for Jalen Ramsey? Oh, yes. Only because they don't really need him. Mm. I don't think they need him. They'll get Mike. You're going to have to play Cincy. You're going to have to play Cincy. I'm cool. Micah Hyde will be back. And I'm, fairly confident that we're going to re-sign Jordan Poirier like he's okay. the one guy we can't and Micah Hyde will be back and then you'll have Tredavious White healthy with a full offseason baby those ACLs uh, are tricky then, for corners I got you Especially but then Christian, the cold. Christian Benford earlier in the season everything was fine Christian Benford was a big loss too who converted when Micah Hyde went down to the other safety and he did really well but then he went down he will con and, and I'm reading that he's going to convert to free safety full time I'm not worried about free say. If anything, I'd rather get another pass rusher just to help out so Von Miller doesn't have as much pressure. Greg Rousseau was less effective when Von Miller went out. We mm -hmm. need more guys For on sure. the We need a better pass rush. So uh, I, I'm not worried about the secondary. I'm worried okay. about the defensive line and the offensive line primarily. If nothing else changes. And then from there, if we can upgrade, you know, Saquon's a, a, probably – more money he's probably gonna ask for more money than we're willing to spend i don't think we want to pay a running back 16 million a year uh definitely not get, him not well i don't mind paying 16 million a year it, definitely not him i'd give that i'd rather give that to tony pollard if the bills can somehow get tony pollard that's the guy because he can still pass catch he still can help things that josh allen does well um even so, after the injury I'm cool. I, I'm I'm cool with that. These athletes are super freak athletes these days. So is Saquon. These two legs, right? But Tony Pollard wouldn't be asked to do as much for Buffalo as he would for Dallas. He has Josh Allen there. He'll have James Cook there. It'll be fine. Um, and and if we can steal like an Alan Lazard or somebody or somebody of that tier of of receiver, because again, Gabe Davis is fine, but. Smoke Brown and Cole Beasley, and I love Cole Beasley. If we can get him for another year on the cheap, I'm good with him in the whoa, slot. But we need whoa, whoa. we are need you, another are receiver. You, are you saying this right here or not? Because hey, we're recording. Okay, Alan Lazard 
is better than Gabe Davis, in your opinion? Uh, I would have if I could have a receiving core of Alan Lazard, Gabe Davis, and Stefan Diggs, I'd be really happy with that. Yeah. Well, if you get Alan Lazard, you can just put him at right guard because he's a better blocker than the guy you got there now. Uh, probably. <laughs> all right. So uh, all right. So let's let let's go on to this question, Jerk. Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Is he a championship type caliber QB? Now I had to close out my browser before this started i had some really good stats because i knew jt would come in here with his hate his hatery (laughs) with his nonsense of course he is he was an mvp candidate oh down year he had to carry this offense completely all season long we literally just said it his o-line wasn't as good as it's been he's literally had to do everything for this team he broke a record of the most, what was it, most touchdowns and rushing touchdowns and rushing passing yards in a single season, five straight, whatever it was. Uh, he was five yards shy of having the first ever back-to-back 400-point fantasy season. He's, his stats aren't the problem. And the only reason he was five points shy was because the first four weeks of the season, he didn't play in the, he didn't play in the fourth quarters of games. And then he missed an entire game because of the DeMar Hamlin situation. So, yeah, he's an – yes, yes. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, who else are you taking over? If those guys are off the board, who's the next quarterback coming off the board? It's Josh Allen. So if you have a top five guy, and I, you know, and I think Josh Allen is top three, but he's definitely top five. There's not a – there's not – who are you taking after Josh Allen? You're going to take one one-year wonder Jalen Hurts, who just all of a sudden got good? You're taking Justin Herbert? Has he even made the playoffs yet? Like, I mean, there's 13 seconds left to go in the game. He's like new Phillip Rivers. Uh, and he plays for the same team, just as awful. And so who are you taking? Lamar Jackson in his paper knees, faking his injury. He doesn't want to play in the playoffs. Bum. Uh, you know, I Jerm, you know, this is a JT, down. this is a JT type of question. Oh, so you got you gotta ask Bro, JT. I literally came up with none of these questions. You gotta ask JT. The leaders, uh, the leaders in touchdowns the past three seasons, JT. All right, you got your hater. You got your hater blockers. Or See, your hater I, I, I like how I like how you're 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 you. I love how you made this whole collage for me. This whole presentation, and you don't even know what I'm going to say. Josh Allen, 130 touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, 124. Aaron Rodgers, 118. Tom Brady, 114. Justin Herbert, 102. Your boy, Joe Burrow's not even up there. Past three seasons, leads the league in touchdowns. So yeah, again. They didn't get it done this year. I'm not going to blame Josh Allen completely. The turnovers were were not a good look, but there was a lot of things going into that. Again, the offensive line, Josh Allen having to do too much. And like you, you literally said it five minutes ago. They put too much on his shoulders. Yes, he can be the alien. He always is, and all because Patrick Mahomes does it. Josh Allen can do everything Patrick Mahomes can do, except he can also stiff arm Aaron Donald. So it's up to the Bills to look at Josh Allen and say, okay, this is where he needs help. We can't do this to him because he's one, we're going to get him hurt. And two, his skill set will be even better when we can help him with a run game and better blocking and better receiving. All right, JT, I know you've been waiting. I haven't been waiting for nothing. So you, you, you've hyped up this bout like, you know, like I got something Listen, ridiculous to say. Because if you don't answer it the way Jer and I expect, then we're going to lose respect for you. 
Wow. Yeah. So like, you're like, oh, oh, oh fall, fall, fall into stick our to, trap so we, can, so, we can, so, we can, so we can see all the counterpoints that we have written stick down. Stick to your guns. Our answer. We're just asking you to keep the same energy. That's yeah. all. Don't, don't, I, don't, okay. don't change it up because the cameras are on. That's all. Oh, don't worry. That's the one thing I'll never do. I don't give a I can't I can't say that word, but I don't give a damn about the cameras. But to be honest with you, this this question was really hard for me because do I answer this question like my gut, like how I realistically feel, or do I answer the question by the same standards that people judge or other quarterbacks? Because of course, here we go. This it's, is no, it's, to, to it's totally it's totally different. It's totally different. It's not because different. because if if I'm judging it by the standards that people judge all the other quarterbacks, the answer is no, because it's a running quarterback. That is very good. That puts up stats. That can't win the big games. He's I know a lot. I know, I, 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 just, 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 just let me finish. I know a lot of guys that fall into that category. People don't think they're they can win. People don't think they're they're championship caliber quarterbacks. But because it's Josh Allen and he's he's sexy, six six two fifty, freaky deep ball. You know what I'm saying? Like because because he does it the way people feel comfortable. He's automatically a championship caliber quarterback. So if I'm going by the standards that people judge all the other quarterbacks that fit into his tier in the league, I'm going to say no. Now, with my gut, I do believe Josh Allen is a championship caliber quarterback. I feel like he's seen in the NFL as far as a guy that came in as a project, sucked ass his first two years, and then, I don't know, Brian Dayball did something with him in that back room, and you know now he's looking like an MVP player. So I do think that he can – lead a team to a championship i just think it's just gotta fix the situation around him but i i am a little hesitant because i do see some of the things that could could keep him from being a great and you know you look back and he's just a guy that has all these amazing stats and he just can't get it done when it's crunch time so i'm on the fence but my gut i will go today i will say yes he is a championship caliber quarterback but he's got to win something with the championship in it first before we can keep doing this every year Germ, I'll let I'll more, let you counter before I yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, listen, do, do you think in the last let's take the last two two years? Let's just keep it simple. Oh, those this 30 last 30, 30 out of 60 career interceptions. Yeah, let's let's talk. Go, go, go. Ask your question. 30 out of 60 career interceptions. Okay. Let's uh let's go ahead and look at some of the guys that you uh pull jock around here. And let's see how many career interceptions they have. Oh, uh, and while I look that, look, while I look up that information, mm-hmm. do you think it's more likely that the Bills got to where they're at because of Josh Allen, or do you think Josh Allen, like, are the Bills losing because of Josh Allen? Sometimes think I think they more? do. This oh year, I think God, they lost bro. some games, and they almost lost more because of him. Oh, oh time out! I ask the question. I'm the talking about game, as the, a whole. The biggest games you guys played this year, Miami, the first time. Did you guys? Did you guys lose because of Josh Allen? Were the Buffalo Bills be a 500? Do you think the Bills would be a 500 team if Josh Allen was not the quarterback? Depends on who the quarterback is. Oh my God. Do you think this? You're making it seem like I'm saying Josh Allen is trash, but you You, you also are. You are. You are. are. Let me me ask you this question because it'll be my simple answer to this Mm -hmm. simple question. I'm not going to ask JT this because he'll he'll butcher the answer. I know you'll come. Patrick to- Mahomes has 49 career interceptions, by the way. So go ahead and smoke uh, or choke on that, JT. More more career interceptions than he also your got guys. a Super Bowl and so, multiple AFC titles. So Germ, if mm-hmm. Josh Allen this past Sunday was on Cincinnati and Joe Burrow was on Buffalo, is yeah. the outcome any different for your Buffalo Bills? No, exactly. Joe Burrow has a better. It- Better weapons, better running back, better exactly. coaching. Josh Allen's winning that game, JT. So, but 
I know there's some QBs that could go to Cincy in that game and not win. So the fact they won because of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is great. And I'll go a step further because I'm not a complete homer. I think as far as the position of quarterback, I do think Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. He is surgical. He understands. Josh Allen is a better athlete. Josh Allen is the best athlete in the league. And with the proper coaching, as we saw last year, nobody can stop him. They changed the overtime rules for this kid. So, and so to answer your other question, JT, if Josh Allen was on the Chiefs in the same situation Patrick Mahomes is in, Josh Allen would have a Super Bowl right now because he's had Travis Kelsey, who's we'll get to him later, possibly the greatest tight end ever, Tyree Kill, recently with, and, and he's proved it this year with your Miami Dolphins, probably the best receiver in the league once everything's done right. Andy Reid, who's a top five coach all time, like perfect situations. And I'm, I'm not taking anything from Patrick Mahomes because he is great. He is the gold standard. Patrick Mahomes is the gold standard. He's up top by himself. But then Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, and depending on how you like your quarterbacks, but they're both right there. I don't think the gap is wide enough between either one of them. Like if you took like I, I just think Joe Burrow in terms of the skills of quarterback, just the same way I feel about Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. I think Drew Brees, as far as playing the position position surgically, the IQ of it, making the right pass. I think Drew Brees is way better than a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning is. But Tom has the winning and Peyton just has the stature. And Drew's just not as sexy. That's that's basically what it that's, is. That's like, what it is. Like he's he just great. Plays, he's just not sexy. He just throws the ball better than anybody I've seen. And Aaron Rodgers, same reason. And that's the thing with Josh gift. Allen is like I feel like I, I like him a lot and like we we can we can attest to this like we he's our keeper in fantasy forever I, I get it I'm not saying he's not he's not good I'm not saying he's not great I'm not saying he's not top five but part of the the pass that he gets is because he does things the sexy way and it's like we overlook all these other things that if it were Drew Brees that were performing the exact same way Josh Allen was he wouldn't be getting this pass like if Drew Brees is throwing 30 interceptions in the last two years, choking in the playoff games, choking at home, like and, and looking sloppy. But, like but people it, aren't going to give him that same pass. And, but, it go, but it goes back to what we've been saying, or at least what I've been saying is the weapons aren't there. Drew Brees always had weapons. Alvin Kamara. Josh Allen's never had an Alvin Kamara, right? He's never had a Jimmy Graham type of tight end. He's never had a Mike. Well, he's he has Stefan Diggs, but they had multiple receivers in New Orleans. Buffalo doesn't. And that's why I asked the question, if you flipped QBs this past Sunday, since he still wins 27-10, maybe Burrow gets on 27-17. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter when the pass rush of, of Cincinnati is all up in Burrow's face and he only has Stephon Diggs to throw to. So, I mean, he's he's definitely a, a championship caliber, caliber QB. All right, now, now now that we got that out of the way, quick question before quick question before we move on to the next one. Yes or no, Bills win the Super Bowl next year. Next year? Um come on, you just told me how great he is, man. The, I, I gotta see what the Bills do. From everything I'm seeing and hearing from Brandon Bean and, and Sean McDermott, it sounds like we're gonna run it back. I don't think we're gonna fire Leslie Frazier, and I don't we're not gonna fire Ken Dorsey. I think they're gonna rely on uh, we have a bunch of free agents. I think they're going to rely on bringing in some key pieces and getting Von Miller back. I think they're putting a lot of stock in Von Miller uh, coming back and being healthy. They think that's going to change a lot. Greatest fleece of all time. 
no, Von Miller, Von Miller proved why. If anything, this injury actually solidified why too uh, the Von Miller contract. signing was great. Too long and too big, though. This ain't baseball. And uh, contracts, so, uh, contracts. Uh, you guys know that. You guys are smarter than this. Contracts in sports don't matter. They're pieces of paper. Well, they can well, always we get. To, well, Russell we'd have Westbrook to look at the back end of it. But Russell it's Westbrook's contract. It's dead Russell Westbrook. Money. It is. It is paper. Russell Westbrook was untradeable. His contract was ridiculous. He's been traded three times. So I mean, it, like the contracts don't matter in a sense of. You know, they can work it out. People restructure contracts all the time. People maybe that they 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 slide out of these contracts. They convert it to signing bonus. There's ways that can be done. Uh, But you're willing to do that because he's talking about bringing in Jalen Ramsey like white paper don't matter. But you're willing to do that for quarterbacks and things, but not a guy that's going to be on the bad end of 30 with injuries and pass. That's the guy. uh, That's the guy that you. okay. Bill Parcells famously, and I live by this. I believe in this wholeheartedly uh, because it's true. You only pay for four positions in football. You pay the quarterback. You pay a pass rusher. You pay the left tackle, right? The guy who guards yep. the blind side, and in you play the, a and you in the shutdown shut corner. corner. Absolutely, that's but, that's but germ in two three years when that contract's hitting really hard. Who's making that trade for an elite pass rusher named Von Miller because he's not going to be elite? Well, hopefully, we ain't got to worry about it because we'll have a Super Bowl and that contract <laughs> will pay for itself. Wait a minute, is, 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 is it, hold on. This, this is a quick question. Is it yes or no? You saying no? They're gonna not gonna win. Or yes, they're gonna win next year. Yeah, I, it's Your probably gut feeling more, right now. My gut feeling, if my gut feeling is yes, if everybody's healthy, because I feel like if Von Miller and all the guys were healthy and Micah Hyde were here this year, we would have won. But so if if I'm going by that belief and everybody's where they're supposed to be, then yes, then I'll I will say that the Bills. Uh, will win next year because I'm counting on Micah and then them re-signing Jordan Poyer like we should have him. We should have had them both this year and Von Miller being there all the way to the end. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and, um, and say yes. All right, cool. So now can we talk about something that the Bills don't have to worry about? AFC title game, man. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. we, already, we already talked about it. Bengals yeah. beat the Bills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so... We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna preview the AFC title game a little bit here. Um, I don't care about all the stuff he wrote down about the spread and all this, but I still have to ask this question. See, he don't so, even set it up, Jerm, because it's not his question. It's not his question because you because you always set it up. You always fans want to know this. This is all Cincinnati talking about. No, this is all right. All right, this is all Cincinnati's talking about. I will. I will. I will. Buffalo game ended. This is what everyone in Cincinnati was talking about. Okay, in the national media. Okay, okay, Donatello. I will. I will read Quentin Tarantino. Get my name right. Hold on first get my name right do not disrespect me and act like you don't know me all right yeah Woo! yeah don't disrespect my he's, guy he's, he's not a ninja allen. turtle i told i told you he's like josh allen baby. he'll take no mess but i will read this quentin tarantino soliloquy that you have so eloquently provided for me mm-hmm. so as we mentioned the Bengals beat the bills advancing to the afc title game for the second year in a row for the second year in a row they will play at kansas city the mm-hmm. chiefs open as a three-point favorite to become 1.5 underdogs themselves. It's one and as a half of, points, bro. Look, you don't even know how to read As it, of Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> so, Germ, mm-hmm. are the Bengals being disrespected by having opened as three-point underdogs? No. No, they're not being disrespected. We all, I, you know, 
people who know betting lingo, what does three points at home mean, usually mean in sports betting? It means it's a push. It means nothing. It means that they think that the teams are even. What is So you, they're feeling dis- – now, if they were playing the Jags and they were three-point underdogs and the Jags were at home in the AFC title game, but, yeah, maybe they feel a little disrespected. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes. These are the top guys in the AFC for the past five years. They've been to the AFC title game the past five years. No, it's not disrespectful. It's just a fake narrative that the national media has to make up. Um, Cincinnati beating them three times this season or three times in a row uh, isn't enough. So now they add this betting element to it. No, it's not. um, You know, it's not it's not disrespectful. It's it's right. You know, the Bengals beat the Chiefs. They have the Chiefs number. They're on a nice 10, 11 game winning streak. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs like AFC title games is where they live. I don't think. I don't think Patrick Mahomes never played not in the AFC title game. So, I mean, no. Uh, if anything, that's disrespect to the Chiefs. If anything, it's disrespectful to the Chiefs. So, um, but I, I do think the Bengals are a better team. I know that Mahomes was not seen limping around today uh, at practice. I don't know how hurt he really is, but uh, maybe that has something to do with the spread. I, I don't know. Maybe it would have been more if if Mahomes didn't get hurt. But no, it's not disrespectful to the Bengals. They, they they've been they've been undervalued all year. Uh, they're used to it. I don't think they think about it. I think I think them selling oh, tickets to a it. Chiefs. Think I think them it. selling tickets to a Chiefs Bills uh, neutral site game is disrespectful uh, preemptively. But this uh, spreads. I don't think they're they're disrespectful at all. Well, I I agree in part there, uh, Germ. The beginning part, right? I. I don't think it's disrespectful. Home field is worth three points, as you said. So essentially it was a pick them. Um, and I think that was based on presuming Mahomes is going to play. But like people in the national media, especially, and especially the Bengal players, like this is old, man. Like quit with the disrespect talk. And like that is that if that's your motivation and that's what has to get you up for an AFC title game with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line, then you know what? Maybe you're not motivated enough. Like if you need a, if you need something like that to motivate you, because now I think the Chiefs are the team with something to prove. The Bengals are the hunted. And the reason why I don't agree with you, Germ, is the disrespect as far as the tickets. It, it's been made a big deal is. The refund quote by Joe Burrow, which I believe JP, JT put on the uh, our uh IG page, great job, JT, but like the get get their refunds or something. Listen, all of that is just artificial motivation because having worked in a ticket office, you cannot all of a sudden just start doing tickets two nights before the game, right? There needs to be a lead up time, one, all right? And then two, I can guarantee you the Cincinnati Bengals sold AFC title games in their playoff strip to their season ticket holders, even though they were the three seed. So not only did they need to beat Buffalo, they needed Kansas City to lose to Jacksonville. But I guarantee you their ticket office sold AFC title game tickets. But we don't want to talk about that because we got to make Cincinnati and Joe Burrow look so cool and the underdogs. Like, I'm I'm sick of that. I'm sick Uh of that. I hope Kansas City takes them to the woodshed. I mean, enough. I, Go, I, JT. I, I, I don't I even want to hear you talk. Well, you won't have to because I agree. I agree with Germ, aka Mr. Olympia, over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we can we can go on to the next question. Very good answer, Germ. 
But um, hey, Jerm, this- notice, notice, because it's not his question, he doesn't even want to answer it. That's what I, I got to work with. I don't here, think Jerm. it's disrespectful. I, I need professionalism around here. Man. I, don't, I don't think I'm glad it's you're on the show today. You want me Jerm. to waste five minutes Thank to you. tell you the exact same thing he just said? Nah, because what? when have we ever all agreed? Never. I don't know. Hey, man, times are changing, man. Bills might win a Super Bowl. We're agreeing on shit. Hey, man, things are <laughs> weird. Um, but this, this next question we probably will not agree on. Yeah. Bengals, I've, the past two years, what they have done is insane, especially from where they came from before Joe Burrow. Is this the makings of a dynasty with the Bengals? We throw around the dynasty word. We throw around the great word so disrespectfully, so just easily. Like Scott Rowland just made the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday. Like standards across the board are just low. And the I don't know about you guys, but you have to win three championships in a row to be considered a dynasty from the era that I grew up in. Well, in the, a row? The Chiefs. In the a Ch- row? Yes. Yes. Bro, the Chiefs not are not many, a dynasty. There's no dynasty then in the Bulls, NFL the Celtics, the, the Spurs, the, the Cowboys are a dynasty. The Niners How? are a dynasty. Cowboys they didn't won- win three in a row? Yeah, they did. When? Three Super Bowls in a row? Are they they won three out of four? Fine, no, whatever you want to say. Whatever. No, whatever. no, you just defined it as three in a row. There's whatever. no there's no NFL franchise that won three in a row. There's no there's no dynasties. There's man, you know what he meant. Stop being you know petty. what I mean. Yeah, I mean, damn. You you have to win a certain amount in but but this is a big deal. People don't know how to define dynasty. The Patriots that, are a dynasty. I mean, uh, all the ch- AFC cha- East champion, all the AFC championships, the Super Bowl championships. You're not going to tell me that the Patriots aren't a dynasty. Like that's the type oh, of dominance I'm are. talking they about. They definitely are. So, all right, and basketball three in a row, football. I mean, you got the the Chiefs are the closest thing to a dynasty, I guess, but not really. They're not. It's not. This is not dominance like the Patriots were dominant back when Brady was running things. Like that's that's a whole different. I mean, Brady was in the Super Bowl every other year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so it. like, and 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 won them. You know what I mean? They have seven Super Bowl rings, dog. Like you have to have at least th- you have to have at least three in like a five year period for me to even even talk about a dynasty. But the the Chiefs, uh, how many Super Bowls have they been to? Two, three. You know, with Mahomes. Yes, with Mahomes, like in this recent and two since they've he's been the two, there, they won. They won one against the 49ers and they lost to the Bucks. That was it. Okay, and that was it. And Mahomes has been there since 2018, so not really a dynasty, kind of, but not really. They've done a lot of winning, a lot of AFC title games, but they've only got two Super Bowl appearances out of it. I'm not counting that as a dynasty. If you can do what the Patriots were doing, what the Cowboys were doing in the 90s, sure, I, I can I can rock with a dynasty for that, but. With the Niners but we're but, doing back in the 80s. But it's like, asking you based on what you've seen with the Bengals. So it looks like they're going to go back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. Like, that's very possible. Is this right. the makings of a dynasty? Do you think it's it's, yep, it's the, leaning it, toward that could you happen? Win this, you win it this year, and maybe I'll entertain the and the question. Because okay. their roster is pretty set for the next couple of years. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, but to even like all right if you if if you get there and you win it then i'll be more willing to answer the question but i'm not gonna we you guys were not you guys but i'm generally speaking but this is what happens when you crown people too early lamar jackson greatest thing we've ever seen we've gotten statistically worse since his mvp man we're not we're not we're not gonna get into the crown too early conversation but <laughs> don has been crowned anything oh that contract says different oh, God. God. so are you sorry are, are you agreeing with him that 
that they got to win this year before you to even consider it becoming a dynasty? Or do you think it's already showing that it's going to be a dynasty? Well, this is a JT type of question, Germ, all right, causing this drama. And while I don't want to answer it, I will because I'm a professional. So, JT, I, I don't think this is a makings of a dynasty because the AFC is too loaded with all these young quarterbacks. So, mm. you've got a Justin Herbert coming up. You've got Mahomes already settled in. Josh Allen's going to win a Super Bowl according to the Germ next year. you got Lamar Jackson here. you got Trevor Lawrence coming up. Like, just because you got Joe Burrow doesn't mean it's always going to be fine. And while Germ is right, they may have another year or two with these guys. They can't resign all of these guys. Uh -uh. And in fact, most of them were high picks, right? Because the Bengals always bungle things. And yeah. guess what? Go ask the Cleveland Browns when you start winning some games and you can't pick top five in the first round, top five in the second round, top five in the third round. Guess what you got to do? You actually got to draft really well in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth round, and you can't miss because you're not getting the top of the, of the cream. So the other thing is it's the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to, they're going to mess it up. They're going to find a way to mess it up. And I'll, and I'll prove it to you right now how they will. Someone asked Joe Burrow about this championship window in germ. You know what he said, right? No. what did he say? He said, my whole career, the championship oh, yeah, that's window right. yeah, is yeah, my yeah, whole yeah, career, yeah. right? Yeah. As long as well, I'm here, the window's always open yeah. is what he so, said. Yep. But is he always going to be there? And this is where, this is why I say Cincinnati's going to mess it up. Either they're going to not draft well and let guys like T. Higgins go, not figure out how to re-sign Mixon, or they'll do the opposite, and it'll be what the owner, uh, Mike Brown, said. This is, and I'll, and I'll quote him here, when you don't have to pay the QB – some extraordinary amount that leaves room to pay other players. You know what that sounds like me? He's already trying to negotiate and lowball Joe Burrow. Are you mm. kidding me? This mm. guy was basically your savior. He yeah. fell in your lap because you've been terrible for 30 years. You didn't even have to guess. He had a great year at LSU, fell into your lap. If not, you were going to take Tua. And now you're already trying to lowball this guy through the media. And that's what they do. That is what they do. And they're going to mess it up. That's why I don't right. believe it's the making of a dynasty. Uh -uh -uh. That, that is one of the best answers I've ever heard you give. And I, and I you know what? I know you think this is weird. You hate this. I'm going to have to agree with you. And I'll, I'll take it a step <gasps> further. Sure. I don't, history. I don't, you, you were part of history, man. I don't crazy. think it's a dynasty because one, I think the whole Bengals mystique and, Aura is built on a house of cards because them getting to a Super Bowl the first time was just pure luck because mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson got hurt, turned the Tennessee Titans into the worst number one seed in AFC history. And they got, and then on top of that, you get to play the Chiefs that I just think is a bad matchup for them. For some, some reason it has been. But now this time, Mahomes just happens to break his ankle the week before. So now you're playing Mahomes at like 40%. Like, the, I've never seen a circumstance like this that is this lucky. So you throw that plus what you guys all said. The window for, for great talent to be together in the NFL is very short. Their coach is a dumbass, and they are playing well despite him. So the longer he's there, it's definitely not a dynasty. And the other thing is, Don, you made a great point about Cincinnati culture. And here's the one thing I Joe Burrow said that whole comment about, oh, yeah, the championship window is as long as I'm here. Bro, you might not even be here in the NFL. Mm. You are one 
series away from getting broken up like you always do. Because everybody's just assuming because he's healthy, the Cincinnati has fixed everything. Like Joe Burrow's still out there getting hit, taking a lot of sacks. So yeah. he, the reason Mike Brown might have said that because he's like, hey, bro, man, we might not make it to this next contract. So he talking a lot right now, saying he him, he's the franchise. I see him with his mean coats and smoking cigars, bro. It wasn't too long ago you was on that trainer's table with a tour DCL. Like, act like you're happy to be here and be fortunate. Like, this, like, they are, they are, they are not as good as their fortunate circumstances make them appear. So that's just how I feel about it. So I think we're all saying no, it's not a dynasty, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Not cool. yet. Not yet. Not yet. I, I feel like if they win this year, it's, it's still not a dynasty. Like, no, nah. I just don't. You would. You it. have to have in a five-year span. You have to do. I mean, you have to be in the AFC title game in the Super Bowl, you know, three out of that five times, like uh, to, to, to even, and then you have to win at least two. So, I mean, that's that's hard. The, the Patriots have done that. So, like to me, the, the Patriots are the that. one. They, the Chiefs can do exactly that this year, Germ. Right? Five A, five AFC yeah. titles, three Super Bowl appearances. If they can, if they can win, they'd have two Super Bowls. Yeah, we were. Just this is their the what? Fifth, this is their fifth straight ago. AFC title game, right? Like this yeah. is their fifth straight. T- so yeah, I mean they they have the opportunity to do that for sure. Yeah, and they're they're a D Ford dumbass <laughs> awesome, decision away yeah. from going to another one. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I know everybody's going to talk about Mahomes, his broken leg, his high ankle sprain, whatever they want to call it. That's the biggest storyline. But give me one storyline beside that, either in this game or in the playoffs in general this weekend. Like, what's your one thing you're looking for besides the Mahomes injury? Um, I'm trying to get his name because I want to make sure. Steve Spagnola, if he can learn from the past three games and learn from last year to adjust to get Patrick Mahomes in a, in a position and his receivers because the Bengals, again, sports are about matchups. It doesn't matter if one team is better than the other. If the matchup is right, uh, it's exactly how the Pistons were able to win an NBA title in, in 2005. They just matched up better. Um, to beat Patrick Mahomes, you play zone and you get there with your four-man rush and you cover all his receivers and make him stand there and force him to throwing interceptions or force him into throwing bad throws. You don't give him time. You don't rush him with extra guys because he will always find that one guy you leave open. So what you do is you spread the middle of your, you cover the middle of the field and you give an extra guy for coverage and you try to take away his options and hope and pray that the four man rush is getting got there. The good news for the Bengals is that's happened. That's happened perfectly. So Eric B um, uh, Eric B is the offensive coordinator. That's what I'm talking about. Eric B Hey man, uh, figure out how to get the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands quickly before the Bengals can cover all your guys up. Uh, I expect a high-scoring game. Uh, if they can do that, which they haven't shown they could do, um, and again, I know we're not talking about his leg injury, but it, with, with him possibly being hobbled, that's going to be even more uh, important for the, for the Bengals to do. And if they can do that again, then they'll probably end up in the Super Bowl again. Yeah, Germ, I'm along those lines, too. While I know the storyline of the the ankles, we're not using that as a storyline, but indirectly, I think it's the Kansas City offensive line. They've improved it the last couple years, right? Buffalo gave them a tough time a few years ago. Then in the Super Bowl against Tampa, the O-line didn't hold up. They've improved it since two years ago. And it's going to be the KCO line versus Lou Anarumo's defense and blitzes. So 
against What's your that bills, man's name again? Lou Anarumo. Come on, man. He's Italian. I, I do. I do. That's the only I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna butcher that name. I'm not gonna butcher that name. Act like you, like you, like uh, Lou Anarumo. Hey, he's a paisan. What can I say? He's gonna sneak up there. He's a paisan. It's Dante Stardecchia. You don't know who that is. Against Germs Buffalo Bills, Lou Anarumo had eight true blitzes with other simulated blitzes. So against Kansas City, though, last year, 18 times, this goes back to what Germ said, 18 times the Bengals dropped eight and rushed only three. And it really Mm -hmm. gave Kansas City problems. But I think they're better suited this year. The offensive line is better. They've got to keep them clean. Like, I know everyone says that about quarterbacks in their offensive line, but more so than ever, it's so true this week because we don't know how his ankle is, and he's not going to be able to do that Mahomes magic outside the pocket. I, I truly believe that. He won't be able to. The line has to step up, and this is the difference maker. You've got Pacheco now. I really think last year they didn't have him. This year they do. O-line is better. It's O-line against Lou Anarumo. How what is that cat and mouse game going to look like? Is he bringing blitzes? Is he dropping eight? How's the line keeping Mahomes clean? Nice pocket. And can they use Pacheco, like Germ said, and McKinnon, my guy, McKinnon, mm-hmm. quick passes, get him out in open space so they can't set up that zone defense. Hey, right, man, shout out to Lou Amaretto, man. Look, hey, Don. It's not Don. Amaretto. That's a drink. Amaretto. Oh, my bad. Oh, my Look how hey, disrespectful Don. he is, Jeremy. That is dis- that's a little disrespectful. Come on, man. Don, Don, Don is counting on you this weekend. You too, Steve Spagnola. He's Italian too? Hey, I'm rooting for Spagnola. Yeah. Of course. Come on. All right, cool. With a name like that. I mean, mm-hmm. sounds like the key to the AFC Championship game is the Sopranos. So, <laughs> hey, look, I, I, I got to join that. Which Italian defensive coordinator is better? That's going to exactly. basically yeah, what it comes yeah. down to, I guess. That's uh, yeah. the story. But um, I, I agree, Jerm, because you said it was Eric B. Enemy, right? Yes. He's the offensive coordinator. Okay. I know I'm saying that's that's what you were saying, like your key is. My key is, yeah, Eric B. Enemy, man. You got to figure out how to not let the Chiefs confuse you again. I agree. I agree with you that Eric Bieniemy is the storyline that I'm watching for this game because I feel like this is the game. If they can win, and Mahomes looks good and they protect him, this can rewrite how people see him across the league and in the media. It's like because mm. everything is always like, "Oh, it's Andy Reid, it's Mahomes, it was Tyreek, it's Kelsey." Guess what? He is banged up. That ankle is messed up. I saw the injury. Like, ain't no way. I'm I'm surprised he's playing. So if Airbnb can keep him clean and they can still put up points, that will be the storyline because that will be historic for Airbnb's career. Like, if he can win this game with a a 40% Patrick Mahomes. All right. So you kind of got to move on to NFC, but it's hard because, you know, I don't know. Are the coordinators Italian all over there, too? Uh, maybe the Eagles. Head coach Eagles, of Philly is. Head yeah, coach Sirianni is. Yeah, and okay, I love okay. Nick Sirianni. Uh, if the Bills had Nick Sirianni <laughs> this year, he'd be in the Super Bowl. 100%. Bro, he gonna be saying this every year because you because you loved Ken Dorsey at the beginning of the season. That now, now no, 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 no. I I liked Ken Dorsey out of the possibilities for offensive coordinator. I wasn't stoked about them, and I said that Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen already have a good relationship. And if we were going to lose Dable, we need continuity. We didn't need a new offensive person from some other system messing it up, which sucks because he ended up messing it up anyway. <laughs> but 
at the time, my logic was keep the continuity. He was the quarterback's coach. He had just as much to do with Josh Allen, or so I thought, uh, with his because he probably works with Josh Allen more than Dable did. And I thought it I thought it worked out and it just didn't. Yo, y'all can get enough of elevating these Nathaniel Hackett types just because they get along, get beers with the quarterback. So <laughs> NFC title game preview. All right, so Eagles are 49ers. Like, this is a powerhouse matchup. I, I'm really excited about this game. Um, but we can't – before we get into the actual game, if the 49ers win this, this game and Brock Purdy has a big part to do with it, is he automatically going to be the opening day starter, Nick? Even if they lose, he's going to be the opening day starter, just based on what he's done to get here. They're in the A, they're in the NFC title game, dog. Like, of course he's going to win. Trey Lance, sorry, buddy. Go over, go over to Las Vegas with your broke ass knee. Hey, Jimmy G, we were trying to get rid of you anyway. Bye. You know what I mean? So yeah, of course he he's already done enough just by simply they haven't lost a game with him, correct? Like there's so no, the, he's already done enough to be the opening day starter next year because obviously they didn't have faith enough in Trey Lance anyway because they kept Jimmy G and they obviously didn't have faith in Jimmy G because they were willing to move on from him even though he's brought them to the NFC title game and the Super Bowl and they were willing to move on from him for Trey Lance so by simple just process of elimination Brock Purdy is absolutely going to be the opening day starter next year regardless of the outcome of this game I don't care if he throws six interceptions it is not going to matter. It's not going to erase what he has done the past several weeks. I, I think it does matter, actually, because if he throws six interceptions or he's the reason why they lose or they look really bad on offense again because they didn't look good against Dallas, I think they half. go back. I, I think that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, I think it opens up the competition again because Jimmy G got them to the NFC title game last year. But you know what he didn't do? He couldn't pull that game out. And they opened the competition, and it may have been close, and they're like, we're going with our first-round pick. Same thing here. If they lose, they're losing to a better team, and they're going to look at it to say, where can we improve? Well, we can improve with Trey Lance. More athletic, can fit our scheme maybe of what we want to do with this offense with Debo and Kittle. And now that we've got McCaffrey, like I do think this game matters for them. Now, if they win it, get to a Super Bowl, but if they win it, and he plays really well Sunday, then I think it I, I think it almost locks him in then at that point, regardless of what happens in the Super Bowl. Because he man, you, got them to how, a Super Bowl. You see how quickly people just move on from their idols, man. This dude had been for two years. Oh, Jimmy G is the best. He wins. Dog. I love, I love, I love Jimmy G. Who, I'm, with, I'm with Don. No, I him, love Jimmy G. Me. Oh, oh, like, okay, like, oh, okay. He's on my name. You, that, I, you, that, I that, that, you moved on to the next mediocre guy. No, I'm not. I Listen, if the Niners... I want Jimmy G to leave the Niners. They they've disrespected him. He's in him they and Taylor Heineke, him. the most disrespected quarterbacks in the league. All they've done is save their franchises. Uh, and so I want Jimmy G to leave. I want him to go to Vegas or back to New England. I don't care where he's he not going to win. I don't want his spot. Jimmy G he's not Vegas. winning he's that either. Derek Carr. He's not winning there either, bro. Yes, he is. Hundred percent. Best thing ever happened to him is he played for the Patriots and the 49ers, two great coaches. So um, I think regardless of what happens in this game, let's say they win, Brock Purdy mm-hmm. plays well, doesn't matter. Trey Lance is number three overall pick with a guaranteed contract. They're just not going to shelve him. Like Drew Bledsoe made a hundred million, JT. Who? They They'll still- shelve him. They will shelve him. Hundred no. percent. 
and, and and here's the thing. I'm not I'm not saying Trey Lance is better, but it will be a mistake to 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 just say like all right, Brock Purdy's the answer because two things. One, we all know this. Soon as somebody comes into the league, they're on fire. Soon as them boys get that second year tape on them, that's when we find out who's really good and who's not. And I'm not so convinced that Brock Purdy is good. Two things. You want to talk about everybody loves the PFF stats and all all the analytics. Don's like, you know, got his glasses on. He wants to go with all the stats, right? He has, Brock Purdy, less big-time throws than turnover-worthy plays. So in layman's terms, what that means is the reason that he looks great and he's not turning the ball over is because he's not throwing it anywhere other than a check down. Like, you don't think teams will pick nah, up on I've this? Seen him sell, him I've seen him sell some, some nice passes, though. Don't, hey, don't do that to him. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. But, that, but that's a red flag to me because what that tells me is, Okay, cool. Let me look at his ADOT. Oh, his ADOT is really low. That tells me that he's literally just, it's the yak boys. Like, just give it to them in space and hope they can do whatever else and it makes me look great. Like, I don't think Brock Purdy just makes them automatically a Super Bowl team next year. I think it's lighting in a bottle. This is, it's almost like a house of cards because, like, the 49ers do this to me every year. It's like they find some way to, to do something miraculous and then they turn into a pumpkin right on cue. So JT 49, let me, let me ask you a question. 49ers long storied franchise, right? Like they've, they've had a lot of good quarterbacks and they've, they've, they're one of the historic teams in the NFL. Let me give you a stat here. Okay. Go ahead. Stat man. 49ers quarterbacks with 300 passing yards and three touchdowns and zero interceptions in a postseason game. Joe Montana, Steve Young, Brock Purdy. Okay. Bro, Don't tell me bro, he can't get bro, it done. Wow. Are, He's been getting really, it done are, all year. Are we really going to do the Chris Collinsworth stat? They'll, people will make a stat of anything. Well, this guy was Joe Montana and Steve Young are the only ones. Are the when only you're in other company two? with them. Come on, man. Let me tell and I'll take it a step further. Because again, I love Jimmy G. I'm a Jimmy Graps apologist. I'm with it. I am but not. I I I'm Let's not gonna be, say I'm gonna make it official. I am not. No, that's fine. And that's fine. But Brock Purdy, not only is he that dude. Not only should Brock Purdy be this opening day starter next year, Brock Purdy should be offensive rookie of the year. We don't do that. Off of seven games, 100%. No other rookie has made an impact like Brock. How many rookies are leading their teams to the the NFC title game this weekend? How many rookies are on teams that can actually qualify for the team to get there? He was Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. And, and Tom Brady was drafted. And Tom team. Brady was drafted in the sixth round. Man, the circumstances change. I don't care when you were drafted. I don't care how good or bad you were in college. It only matters what you're doing right now. Right now, Brock Purdy is leading the San Francisco 49ers to the NFC title game, and with a pretty damn good chance of leading them to the Super Bowl. Now, when they get to the Super Bowl, JT, what you gonna say? What's your what's your hater mouth gonna say? I already, when he gets I already, I already said it doesn't matter what he does this year. I just don't I Absolutely just don't think that they're does. just gonna turn it over to JT, him. How can you say that? Because Drew Bledsoe came back during that season, and it wasn't even like they were making their playoff run yet. Tom Brady was already a two-time Super Bowl champ. Like oh, comparing this man to Tom Brady. Like this, what, like this well, is it's a hand. it's a relevant comparison hand, because you're trying to put Trey Lance back in at starter when they didn't even put Drew Bledsoe back, who was a Pro Bowl number one overall pick that they had just given a $100 million contract to. And it ain't like Tom Brady was Tom Brady of now throwing for four or 500 yards a game. 
He's doing exactly what Brock Purdy was doing or is doing, but you're not even willing to entertain it. The only thing I'm saying is if he struggles this game and yes, midnight comes for him because he's playing an elite Philly team, that is when they're going to reevaluate everything and be like, this is why we got to go with Trey. But if All he right, wins man, look, JT, look, look, he's hey, going to be the star. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm not saying that they won't give it to him, but I'm saying he's going to regress really hard next year and they're going to regret it. Like Denzel said, hey, that's man, not the question. That's when you're at your highest point, ask the next question. comes for you, man. You're, you're, at, come, you're answering questions that aren't on the sheet. You're answering questions not on the script. Let's go. All right, whatever. So uh, this game, give me your biggest storyline, Jerem. Uh, can can Brock Purdy continue his magic? I mean, uh-huh. I, we we know what Jalen Hurts and we know what the Eagles are going to do. There's no surprises there. They've been solid all year. Um, 49ers had a little bit of a more of a roller coaster ride going through three quarterbacks. Um, we know that their defense is good. The only wild card in this entire thing is Brock Purdy. Like you said, he's a rookie. He was Mr. Irrelevant, seventh round draft pick. We know what that means. So is midnight going to come for Cinderella? Or is he going to keep the ball going? Who knows? That's easily the biggest storyline because that's the only unknown factor here. Is the uh, devil coming for Brock Purdy this weekend or no? Maybe, who knows? Or maybe maybe God's anointed him. We'll find out. I mean, we have no idea. The we got weekend predictions. Save it, Jerm. We got weekend I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm saying, but that's my – yes, you're right. My bad. But that's, that's the storyline, and it's only Brock Purdy because he's the only unknown variable in the entire thing. Well, I think it's it's who he's going against. I think it's the Philly D-line. The 49ers defense, they get all the hype. Like, they get all the media attention, especially uh, JT's guy, Nick Bosa. But it's the Philly defensive line. You've got Reddick, Hargrave, Graham, and Josh Sweat. All of them recorded double-digit double sacks. That does not even include the others on the line, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, and Dominican Sue, Robert Quinn. I mean, Purdy is in for it this weekend. There's no other way. I, I named those eight guys, and I get scared for Purdy. I can't imagine what him being a rookie has got to be feeling like going into this week and going into Philly, playing on the road with that crowd. Like, so Germ is right that it's Purdy, but I think it's because – of the Philly D line. That's the storyline. Like that line is legit. It is scary. It's going to get after the rookie. He's in trouble. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think Purdy is obviously like the answer that people should go with, but I'm going to, I'm not going to piggyback off that. I'm going to look at something else. I'm looking at Jalen Hurts because this is the game that can define and change how people feel about him across the league and in the media. It's like you're playing the 49ers. They're the darling. They have this elite defense. But everybody thinks Jalen Hurts is just a product of some system, and he's not really the reason why the Eagles are as good as they are. And I think if he plays well against this defense, I think people are going to look at Jalen Hurts in a much different way, and we're going to be talking about contract extension. So I think him having his breakout playout moment against the elite defense is a storyline that I'm looking at. I mean, oh, you don't want to talk about Dallas Cowboys? Well, you you kind of you went off script, so all right, whatever. Get us I'll back do, on I'll track. Do, I'll, I'll do. You're, I'll do you're asking Cowboys. questions. I'm I'll supposed to, Jeremy. I can't I'll, deal with this guy. I man. thought I was frozen again. I was like, uh-oh. I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> I can't deal no, with the I'll, guy. He goes off the Dallas script, Cowboys, and I'll then do, he wants me to fix it. Just just get out. Don't say you'll do it. Just get out the way. Question the start. Just get out the way. NFC question. Just just 
Just get out the way, <laughs> no, man. No, you're a train wreck right now. No, no, nah, man. This is all aboard. This thing's still going. Polo Express. So, <laughs> as we all know, the Cowboys lost to the 49ers 19-12. Dak was, let mm-hmm. me read this right, 23 of 37 for 206 yards and one touchdown and two interceptions. All right, cool. Damn, that's a sorry-ass line. <laughs> Germ, what's wrong with Dak? Nothing's wrong with Dak. Dak is the same guy he's always been. What's wrong with the media hyping up Dak? This is every this is y'all fault. Dak has been Black Kirk Cousins his entire career. He's not he's 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 decent at best. He's good. Dak is good. He's but they put him in the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert echelon of quarterbacks that if you have this guy, you have a chance at winning. And that's not the case. The what's more appropriate, what's more accurate description of Dak Prescott is if you have a Dak Prescott, you can win, but you need Tony Pollard and you need better receivers. You need a good defense, you need an excellent offensive line and he can steer the bus. But the moment and Dallas keeps doing this every single postseason, this is why I keep telling on stuff about sports with me and Bert, the Cowboys are going to cowboy because at some point. They put the ball in Dak's hands, and they're saying, hey, go win us this game, Dak. And he can't do it. Now, they got all hype because they beat a sub-500 Buccaneers team uh, that's been mediocre all season long, and everybody got all hype because he threw five touchdowns. Anybody could have threw five touchdowns in that game. The moment it got real for them, it was over because Dak is not that guy, simply. And he's never been that guy, and people keep putting him as that guy, because Jerry Jones is very good at his job and promoting the Dallas Cowboy brand. And if you're the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, you're automatically going to get overrated. And nobody, and the fact that he's on the Cowboys is not doing his career any favors because they expect him to be the man. And he's just a guy. See, this mm-hmm. that shit I don't like, man. This is shit I'm talking about. See, I knew you were going to fall into this trap. You just described Josh Allen. And why are we not giving him the same smoke that we give in Dak? Like, are you serious? I'm serious. This is exactly Who's what I'm talking Who's about. Who's better, Josh Allen or Dak? That's that's irrelevant. Who though. would you rather have if oh, Miami needed a quarterback? Have, do they not have the same if, production and the same results? Dog, Miami needs a quarterback, and you can only have Dak. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen almost lost to Skylar Thompson. No, the Buffalo Bills defense nah, almost lost. He did. To he did. I'm asking you a question, JT. You you like you like to do this dancing around nonsense. I'm not I dancing. See why I'm done. just showing you the hypocrisy John, of this. Five ad, minutes this, ago, this I asked this guy. Five <laughs> minutes ago, I asked this guy, "Hey, the Dolphins can only have Dak or Josh Allen," and he still hasn't so answered the question. I'm hey, taking Tua to the because quiet. everybody telling me he's the greatest of all time. See? Taking Tua, I'm, I'm coming around uh, on it. So, John, basically, so Josh Allen is the answer. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, and Dak Prescott are very similar. He just don't want to admit it. But Josh Allen getting all it's everybody else with is Josh Allen doing it. Can I go? Can I go, JT? Yeah, go ahead. Going out of turn. Thanks. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jerv, love you, man, but I got to disagree with you though. Okay. I mean, what went wrong with Dak, right? Turnovers this year, which I think he'll fix next year. His thumb, and he's just trying to do too much. Exactly what I – how – this is one thing, JT, you got to admit. I'm consistent, right? I'm going to defend Josh Allen. I'm going to defend Dak for the same reasons, right? You've got – they drafted Tolbert. He did nothing as a receiver. You had to go sign T.Y. Hilton. That's no better than Cole Beasley and, and John Brown. I mean, if you're signing T.Y. Hilton to save your receiving core, it's over. How are you going to beat the 49ers? And 
He was not dealing with a lot of talent. I'm sorry. Same situation, right? Oh, we got to feed Zeke. Yo, Pollard's the better guy. Let him be the bell cow. Like, I, I, I don't understand this. And then Schultz, he's a good tight end. Not any better than – he's definitely not better than Kelsey. Like, they didn't have a number two receiver. Like, I just don't get it. It's C.D. Lamb and Dak. And then the defense, they played a great game Sunday, I got to admit it. But at the same time, Dak just had to do too much. Like, even if Josh Allen was on Dallas Sunday, I'm still not convinced Dallas wins that game, Jerm. I'm sorry, because he's going to do the same thing he did with Buffalo. He's going to do the same thing Dak did. They're going to press it. And when a quarterback does that, they make mistakes. And, and it's not to say they can't carry the team, but when you're playing that good of a team, whether it's the Niners or the Bengals, you got to have horses on your team. And Buffalo doesn't have them for their quarterback. Neither does Dallas. So I'm going to be consistent. And I'm going to say what is wrong with them was the injuries. Not enough guys, not enough horses to win that game against the Niners. They can take care of the Vikings. They could have taken care of the Giants. They took care of Tampa. But when you're getting this far, you got to have the horses too, man. Or you got to have Bill Belichick. He don't got either. Yeah, um, you're right. Uh, He's got Mike McCarthy. And that's what's wrong with Dak. It's well, that's McCarthy. Real, that's real. It's yeah. McCarthy. Are we forgetting this is the same dude that made people think Aaron Rodgers was done, so they had to give him the hell out of Green Bay? Like, Don, you remember when Dallas was hiring McCarthy, which you said? I don't have the transcript from that show, but I'm a paraphraser. He's like, this old ass dude needs to go meet some young analytical guys and learn how to call plays in this millennium. That's he basically said he did. What he said. said he did. He yeah, said he did. Nah, Dak, Dak made him look better than he was. Like, that's what it is. It's Mike McCarthy's old ass calling this Marty Schottenheimer ass offense and not motivating anybody. Poor clock management. And on top of that, I agree with you. The Dallas Cowboy offensive roster is just trash. Like, Old line is not as good as it used to be. Zeke is old, and they refuse to give Tony Pollard the work. And I'm sorry, y'all don't want to hear this. People don't want to talk about it, but I've been saying it. CeeDee Lamb is not an elite number one receiver, and that's the only weapon he has. Like, all those other guys, just guys. Tolbert, like you mentioned, I don't even think he's suited up this year. Schultz, injured, he's okay. Michael Gallup, trash-ass contract extension. Like, this offense is not talented. And you want to, to be honest with you, I'll sum this all up too. What's wrong with Dak is they got rid of Amari Cooper. Like that was a big mistake. And you seeing it this year, because I'm sorry, I thought Amari Cooper was dead, but he looks way better in Cleveland than he did in Dallas. So with Jacoby Brissett, with Jacoby Brissett. So that tells me it's Mike McCarthy. That's what's wrong with Dak. (laughs) Well, JT, hold on, though. You can't name call Mike McCarthy like that when I'm on the show. He's a Pittsburgh guy, so I got to defend him there. Bro, you just don't name call. Damn, but that Pittsburgh shit when when you was when you was rating the coaches getting hired, you said he sucked. So anyway, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, yeah, I I paraphrased. You said that Josh Allen couldn't win that game for the Cowboys, and I I just want to remind you that Josh Allen is an MVP finalist, not Dak Prescott. I understand Josh that, Allen, but, but Josh hold Allen, on, Josh, Josh, to be Allen fair, was MVP to be fair, before the season began, hold, right? His, I, I'm convinced his name is on the fair, trophy. They just find him, to just find fair, him a way to not have to make a new the, one. The Bengals' defense is good. It's not the 49ers, and he would have had to done that on the road, all right? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's he, all he Josh he Allen's been, road he record. He would have been in a dome, though. He would have been in a dome, though. He would have been in a dome. Josh that's not a dome. Same frame. It's, it's nice weather, but nice weather, Josh though. Allen. Josh Allen has an excellent road record. First off, second, um, 
he's top five in touchdowns. He throws a second. Uh, Dak Prescott's not even top ten. Uh, well, how many percentage? Games did he Josh Allen is top ten, and Dak Prescott is not. Are you talking this Yards? year? I'm talking about this yes. year? Yes. He didn't play. He Dak, like Dak had a thumb games. injury. Plus, he only got oh. CD Lamb. Oh, oh, so so injury prone. Add that to the list. Okay. Oh, so what you're on, saying man. is that Josh Allen has better stats and he's better and he's more healthy. Okay, bro, that's not okay. even. We can Josh move on Allen. now. I was just Western. making sure. <laughs> that's why we love. That's why we love having German on the show because he will he will successfully make every question a Josh Allen question. I love it. it it's it's a talent that he has. Like it's incredible. But real question about that I want to know: Did we overhype the Cowboys this year? <laughs> yes, all the time. They haven't had what the last time they've been in an NFC title game was what 96? I mean, yes, we, we always overhype the Cowboys. The Cowboys, they're America's team because again, Jerry Jones is good at marketing his team. That's the one thing he's really good at. We always overhype the Cowboys because of the Cowboys. Um, and I'm not gonna say we, I'm gonna say y'all, because I never, I told you the Cowboys are never gonna win anything as long as Jerry Jones is in charge. The moment Jerry Jones is no longer in charge and uh you know, not that I'm wishing this on anybody, but it's going to be when he's dead because there's no way he's going to sell the team and somebody has to take over decisions. It's probably going to be his doofus son. Uh, that's when they'll start winning because then Jerry won't be, have his hands on everything. But they always overhype the Cowboys because of the Cowboys. They talk about them in the in the middle of the offseason when there's nothing to talk about in July. They'll bring up the Cowboys somehow. And so Damn. I, the Cowboys, no, the, the Y'all overhyped the Cowboys, but the guy man Jerem said Harriet put the roots on Jerry. He ain't never gonna win. <laughs> Don, did we I, did we overhype them? No, I, I don't think so. They how many games they win, JT? 12. I think yeah. they won like 12, 12 and 5. That's a good in that division this year. We make fun of the NFCs, but that was possibly they could have had four playoff teams in there. They're probably the best division in the league, and you win 12 games out of there, and you survived an injury to your franchise quarterback, like they blew out Tampa Bay. I mean, the 49ers are just a more talented team. Let's face it. But that doesn't mean we overhyped Dallas. You know who we overhyped going into this week was the New York Giants, teams like that. We overhyped other teams, but not the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, Jerm. Yeah, I don't think we overhyped them because nobody expects – everybody expects the Cowboys the Cowboy. But I will say this. They did play in the best division in football, so and they had that many wins. I think they exceeded expectations. True. Are, you're terrible at this. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You know, no, 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 no. You know what it is. Not it is. Hey guys, no, 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 who no, no, had no. the most disappointing season? The Cowboys <laughs> or the Bills? I, I know. And I, I don't. I don't want to ask this question because he just shit on Dak for thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, I gotta I gotta ask him this. But this is a legit question though. More disappointing season. The Cowboys oh, the, Bills, the Bills. The Bills. The Bills. Uh more more was expected of the Bills. And so, and I don't think anybody expected much of the Cowboys. Maybe not. I mean, they weren't Super Bowl favorites. They weren't, you know, Dak wasn't an MVP candidate. So I mean, and and for 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 the Bills, only half of those things. I mean, I guess Josh Allen is an MVP finalist and he probably deserves to be. He's not the MVP, but I, I wish people would stop acting like he didn't have a great season or a good season. But again, the fact that th there was a lot put on the Bills stock and they fell short. And I think it was and I don't mind losing. I, I mind how we lose and the way the Bills went out. Now, if, if they lost a 30, a 27 to 26 game or 
a 13 to 10 slobber knocker or even a high scoring 41 38 game i would i would be proud of that okay we went toe to toe with another great afc team and we lost that's fine it happens uh but losing the way we we got our ass kicked and i think um for again this is we've talked about it on my show and you guys both yelled at me uh when i when i say that andrew luck is the greatest bust of nfl history and it, and it comes with return on investment right that's that's how i define these things your stock we put this much version of stock in you and this is how short you came and Bro. based on that that's bro, why the bills were more. Bro, I can't get with that Cowboys. example, bro. If you if you're gonna blame any, if you're gonna compare Andrew Luck to a stock, you gotta blame the portfolio manager. We don't they have enough time. Up, in the they night screwed up that portfolio. Uh, yeah, let, let's not go there. We Listen, don't have enough time for Jeremy, that. Jeremy, you bring up good points, but if we're looking in this moment, like at this minute, it maybe could be the Bills, especially you being a Bills fan. But when we look back at this, if you're looking at the fan base, when you look back at this. It's the Cowboys had the more disappointing season. And this is why the NFC was down a rod, meaning Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs, this defending champs, LA Rams out of the playoffs, Tom Brady, definitely a down season, which they whooped him 49ers rookie quarterback, like bills, the Buffalo bills you're hoping. And I think would be correct. They're going to have many more shots down the line. And in a year from now, come September, in three years, they're not even going to remember that Bengals game. But you know what's going to happen? The Cowboy fan that lives in the past is going to go back and say, man, we could have won that 49ers game. Man, the NFC was set up beautifully for us. It was only Philly and the 49ers we had to worry about. They're never again, with the NFC being down this year and all these injuries, Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, not having a receiver, Tom Brady playing on a bad team because now he could go somewhere else, whether it's the Saints or wherever in the NFC. Like, they're never going to have an easier road. And with the Cowboys, you could talk about expectations of the Bills. It's always Super Bowl or bust for them. So with those expectations and the NFC road being as easy as it's been in years, I think that's why it's just the Cowboys, when they look back at it, the fans, they're going to be devastated by this season. Man, what the hell are you talking about? Man, it's the Bills. Everybody everybody knows that. You just that. hate on the Bills. No, it's, it's true. Anytime it's true. It's you can true. put disappointment and sucks next to the Bills and Josh Allen, you're going to do. I, that's not true. Even if it's false. Oh, Bro, it's the Bills. So it's the Bills for everything that Jerm said. They were a Super Bowl favorite. Josh Allen was a shoe-in for the MVP. They they lost a playoff game at home, and they almost lost two playoff games at home. It's the Bills. Move on. Finally, I get to ask another question. So, according to Ryan Clark this past weekend, he had reiterated something that he said at the beginning of the 2022 season this past season, that Lamar Jackson didn't accept a $133 million guaranteed contract from the Ravens. So, Jerm, if it is true, and this is now, you know, I think Mortensen reported this, Ryan Clark now has, if it is true that the Ravens offered $133 million in guaranteed money prior to the season, and Lamar did, in fact, turn it down. Was it the correct move by Lamar? To turn it down? Yes, at the beginning of the season. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess morally, if you feel like you're worth more than that, then I guess you would have to be right in that. That's just now, the guaranteed part. 
That's just and that, yeah, that's just the guaranteed part. I don't know what the real contract was. It well, it would have been... it would have come out with their fifth year option, right? So it would have mm-hmm. been over a course of six years, total value two hundred seventy four million. So almost yeah. half of that guaranteed, which is, is which is about right. The problem here is the Cleveland Browns were stupid enough to give two hundred and thirty million dollars to Deshaun Watson, fully guaranteed. So for some reason, Lamar Jackson thinks that's what the quarterback market was, even though no nobody's going to get that. Nobody's going to get close to that. I think $133 million is about right. Now, I have to separate myself because I'm always pro player, but I do understand the Ravens' point of view on this. Hey, man, the last two seasons, you kind of nuked our season because you keep getting injured, and it's it's messing everything up. And now all of a sudden you want, what, $200 million guaranteed? That's ridiculous. Like, you, you haven't – You've gotten you. Yes, you have an MVP, but you really haven't done much winning when it mattered. And you kind of keep getting hurt when we need you. So we can't really rely on you to make it a full season yet. You haven't proven that to us. So let's meet in the middle. We'll give you half of it guaranteed because we trust your talent and we really want you here. But hey, man, we got to protect ourselves, too, because we kind of have to make up for the fact that you're going to be injured. So now we got to pay a good backup quarterback and we have to pay some offensive linemen to try to keep you healthy. But we're not giving you $200 million guaranteed for you to nuke our season again. And now we're stuck with, you know, Nathan Peterman as the backup. So, no, we're not giving you $200 million. You're not Deshaun. We're not, we're not stupid. We're not Cleveland. We're not going to give you $230 million guaranteed. <laughs> and so, again, from, but from his perspective, he is everything to that team. So I do understand him wanting to get paid guaranteed dollars. But I think. I think there's going to have to be a medium met. I think the Ravens were trying to protect themselves, and I think Lamar's trying to protect himself, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. So I do, for to answer this question, it, it was right for him. You know, right is subjective. I think it's right for him because he understands his value to the team, but I also understand the team being skittish about giving him more guaranteed dollars because he hasn't really – it sounds weird to say, but he hasn't really earned it, if that makes sense, in terms of team success. He's done it by profile but not winning when it matters in the playoffs um believe they have a losing playoff record and he hasn't been able to finish a season the last two years jt see again once again this shit i'm talking about so lamar got an mvp but josh allen gets 250 million off of one season cool um was it the right move for lamar i do think it was because two things one like like germ said if you feel like you're worth a certain amount then you stand on that and you know you bet on yourself so i think at the time before he got hurt this year i do think that he thought somebody in the league was going to give him closer to what he was looking for more than the ravens were willing to pay so i do agree with him not taking that deal at the time the other reason why i think it was good is because yeah i mean this is forcing Baltimore to pay for his time when I'm not so sure he even wants to be there. Cause it's like, why do I want to be tied to this organization that has mishandled my career, which is affecting my perception of how people see me. So I think it served two purposes. One, get, get the bag that you feel you deserve. And two, you're not tied to this franchise that has proven that they can't put a winner around you. And if they do want to keep you, they're going to have to franchise tag you and pay you top money on the annual basis anyway. So I think it was really good that he did that. I understand this is in hindsight and germ I'm, I'm with you. I'm always, Hey, play your, go get your money. Right. Unless but, you're a running back. <laughs> well, especially if you're a running back, go get your money. If I'm the team, I'm not paying the running back, but right. this is why I can't agree with you guys. I think he messed up. 
And the 133 million were poo-pooing it because of the Watson deal. And I understand that. But the problem is the Watson deal here, the market's going to self-correct that because not too many guys are going to be getting fully guaranteed $235 million deals. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. It didn't even happen for Patrick Mahomes. And it didn't happen for Josh Allen, which, you know, regardless of what JT wants to say, is is like a top three quarterback in the league. So the thing is, then you look at the, the contracts that were signed. Russell Wilson, $124 million fully guaranteed. JT, he may not have a, an MVP, but you know what he's got? A Super Bowl ring. Kyler Murray, $103.3 million fully guaranteed. All of those are below what Lamar would have got fully guaranteed. Not just guaranteed, because then if you throw in the guaranteed money, it's even higher than 133, right? So six years, 274 million, half of that is fully guaranteed. I think that's what Mahomes got with the 500 and whatever he got fully guaranteed. So how do you turn that down knowing you were injured last year? He didn't know he was going to get hurt this year. But again, when you're playing in that system and they're relying on your legs, and they're not giving you weapons. To go a long way. And, and they're not giving you weapons. Guess what? Your career can get shortened, and you got to secure that bag, as you always say, as soon as you can. And this is the other thing. I know you love Lamar. Listen, if the Steelers had a chance at him before they took a first round pick on Pickett, I would say go get Lamar. But you know what the problem is, JT? What teams are truly going to want Lamar and pay him? 235 million fully guaranteed. You tell me if if you truly believe, put your bias aside, because I know you love Lamar, but you put your bias aside. You tell me what team is willing to pony up that much money, whether let's just say it was a free agent. They didn't even need to trade draft capital. Who's going to pony up that much money on what he has done? And it's no disrespect to him, but if you're going to dog Josh Allen, right? If you're going to if you're going to dog Josh Allen for he can't win in this and that because I'm not everyone, dogging. I'm not no, 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 dogging. No. Yes. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Sure. So you don't is listen. Not I'm not dogging, dogging Josh Allen. I'm dogging. saying why doesn't Josh Allen get all the But smoke that's my point. That, 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 that all these other quarterbacks. That's are my he, point. He just, you ran, can't he just be, ran through the whole Dak Prescott fuck up files and you they sound like the Josh but, Allen mixtape. See, but you make an exception for Lamar. No, if I you're don't. If you're gonna if you're gonna call out Josh Allen because Lamar gets called out, then just say straight across the board, I'm calling out Lamar and Josh Allen. You can't say I'm gonna defend Lamar by attacking Josh Allen. You can't do it. It does well, First it's, of it's all, I wasn't even talking about Josh Allen. I didn't even mention anything about Josh Allen in this but argument. You get our point. Like, quit being like that. You get the point that it comes back to Josh Allen with you. It comes back to Justin Herbert. You want to you want to say media criticize those guys because you criticize Lamar, you criticize other guys. I want you to give the same smoke to those guys. And that's I fine. That. I agree with you. But then you can't be defending Lamar and then bashing. Allen and Herbert. Who said I'm defending Lamar right now? You s- I said I, I said I thought he made the right move. All right. So, Jerm, do you think the Ravens are all in on Lamar as as they say they are, or do you think they're actually out? Like it's all lip service. No, I I, th- I, th- I do think they are all in on Lamar, and I think it's probably more likely that they franchise him this year because they probably can't work out something. But I. 
But what is all in? They're all in, right? If they're all in, they get a deal done. They're they're all they want Lamar. They want him. They don't want him at two hundred and thirty million. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't uh, fully guaranteed. So what does all in mean? Like they're they're not all in to the point that hey man, we're not going to give you two hundred plus million guaranteed, but we want you here, man. Like what 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 is it going to take? So you know if 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 he leaves, it's not going to be a lack of us trying. We're trying to protect ourselves too. So I, I do think they're all in in the sense of they want Lamar to be there, but it has to be a sensible deal that makes sense for the team because they have to build a team around Lamar too now. So like Lamar has to understand that part as well. I get that he's been everything to that team, but if they're going to make it work, they both have to understand that they need each other and they have to figure out uh, an amicable way to make this deal happen. I disagree. I think they're all out. And all the moves they're making telling me that they they kind of back it off the situation. The first red flag is they fired Greg Roman, which you can say kind of. But he didn't, he didn't fire him. He stepped down. Bro, hey, man, depending on who you are in the workplace, stepping down and getting fired is the same thing. It's just one looks better in the obituary. I'm thinking they getting rid of Greg <laughs> Roman is that's the death knell to the mark. Because you look at all the guys they're considering, they're all these these new generation Sean McVay types who people don't think Lamar can play in those types of systems. Like they're literally in the hunt for every offensive coordinator that is a modern day type of guy. And then on the other end, Don always tells me, Oh, Vegas knows something. All of a sudden, all these odds are going up for where Lamar will land. It's him and Aaron Rodgers. Like Lamar is out. And I feel like the, if, if I'm hoping this is the one smart thing the Ravens learned. And I'll say this again. Until, I'll say it until the day I die. Biggest mistake the Ravens did was not extending Lamar after his MVP season. Like, you are supposed to build around a guy on a rookie deal. And especially if you know he's already good and winning. And they didn't do that. And now they realize, shit, we can't pay him and go through the whole Joe Flacco thing again. So I think they are going to get rid of him, try to flip him for something, and now try to build an actual team and bring in some new guy that can call some real plays. So I think they're. I think they're all out. I don't think it's because they don't like him. I think they just realize like it's just too late. Like we blew it. It didn't work. Now we got to do the right thing. Yeah, I think they're out too. I think the Greg Roman um, move was the first step. Even though he says he, you know, resigned, I think that was the first step. Even though JT, they're saying that they've included Lamar in with these OC conversations, but. Who knows if that is true and how much they'll actually value his opinion. But this is the other reason why I think they're out. This is now multiple drafts. I think I texted you this, JT. Multiple mock drafts. I've seen them take in the first round. Anthony Richardson. Like, huh. where there's smoke, there's fire. I, I, I believe it. Like, I know it's super early and these are the first mock drafts to come out. But you can't tell me multiple people are having the Ravens take Anthony Richardson. Like, That's what they're hearing from league circles. Yeah. Why would they do that? They're wasting a potential skill position to bring in to help Lamar by taking his a backup. This sounds like the whole Green Bay Packer thing, but you're not dealing with Aaron Rodgers. Like, and you're not dealing with a Green Bay fan base that would never let you move on from Aaron Rodgers yet. So it, it's weird to me. I, I think they're out on him. I, I agree with you, JT. So. Jerm, I don't know if you've been on the show since uh, JT had the producers implement um, at his uh, demand the hot or not uh, segment. So I have not. This is my okay. first. So the way it works is I, I know you listen to the show, but I'll remind everyone, mm-hmm. um, uh, the listeners, read your statement. 
if you agree with it, you say it's hot. It's a hot statement. You, you agree with it. If you don't agree with it, you say not. All right. So All right. first one up, JT, you understand the rules? You, you always look at me. Kind of. I'll figure it out along the way. I, I, I'm sure you will. Just listen to Jerm. He's usually correct. So Travis Kelsey will be the greatest tight end of all time when it's all said and done. Oh, hot, super hot. <laughs> I like that. I like that. JT. Yeah, I agree, man. That's, that's a hot take, man. He's, he's the fastest tight end to every stat in his first like 138 career games. And he's already like top five in all the most important stats. So yeah, I definitely think he'll be uh, the best tight end when it's all said and done. This is not I mean, the disrespect every year I got to go through with this. It's Tony Gonzalez. Every year I got to defend this guy. Guys, Kelsey's at 10,000 receiving yards and he's 33. Tony Gonzalez had 15,000 and he played in an antiquated Kansas City Chiefs offense. I mean, what are we kidding here? Like this is this is insane. This is insane. Tony Gonzalez. Well, it's not if records. Travis Kelsey is the greatest now. It's is he on track? Like Kelsey will be the yeah, greatest. When tight end. He's statistically, he's probably already the greatest, but he has to get some more rings and, and he, it'll he be is good. not. I mean, he's sixth in touchdowns. He he's not he's not gonna pass those guys. Like, I'm sorry. And I think to, Tony's games played are just uncatchable, period. Like he's a freak, but I, I, it's like the whole Gronk situation. Like Gronk. Could be considered the best, even though he didn't play nearly as many games hey, as Tony. The greatest ability is availability. That's part of being great. Can't make the club in the tub. Got you. All right. Next, Josh Allen has entered the Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson level of criticism. <laughs> is this a hot take or not? Not. I didn't understand that quite. I'm. I'm assuming you're saying that he's in their tier now, and so no, no. Like he's he he has played himself to be criticized the same way those guys do when they don't perform up to the expectations. Oh, not. But if he if, if next year is like this year, he'll probably get there. I mean, la- his stats this year were virtually the same as last year when he was an MVP, second place finalist. The only thing that was up was the interceptions. But again, a lot of those were more s- scheme and the fact that they were forcing him to pass the ball a lot more. Um, but in terms of his like percentages and his number of touchdowns and his rushing, everything was basically the same from last year. It just didn't look the same because he was throwing more interceptions. So if he has another, I guess, big intercept, especially in the red zone, if he has another year like he did uh, throwing picks in the red zone next year, then he will be. But I think he's going to get a pass because uh, a lot of things have happened with the Buffalo Bills on and off the field. So I think he'll get a little bit of a pass. But if next year is a repeat or even, dare I say, a regression, uh, then then maybe we can do that. But I don't think so this year. So not. So for my personal level of criticism, I don't think any of these three guys should get a lot of criticism, but I take it, JT, you mean the national media, the way they criticize Dak and Lamar. So I'm going to say it's a hot take. Like if if people are going to bash Lamar, even though he doesn't have all the weapons, Josh Allen has to take it because of this past game, not last year, but because of this past game. I mean, you know, we would have expected Lamar to be like, hey, you should have put up. You know what weapons does Josh Dak Allen 10? have that Lamar doesn't have? Josh Allen has Stephon Stephon Diggs. Diggs and that's and that's and, and Lamar has Mark Andrews, who's okay. the second. Man, best have but, Jerm, that's, but that's my whole point. Everyone always Dave wants Davis. to dog Lamar to national media. I'm not saying you or JT or myself, but national media, they dog him. And it's like, yo, who does he have besides Mark Andrews? So I would use that same thing to defend Josh Allen, but national media wise, if they're gonna say that about Lamar. They got to start saying that about Josh Allen because 
If that was Lamar in that situation Sunday, they would have said, Lamar, you can't get more than 10 points. Like, so Josh Allen, you can't get more than 10 points like that. I think that's a hot take. Yeah, I do think it's a hot take for all the things you just said. But I will say this. Josh Allen is teetering on entering a dangerous category. I think there's only two other guys in that category where no matter what they do, the blame doesn't go to them. It's Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert. And you know what starts happening when you got you start to get to that level? It's, it's always the same thing. First, they blame the coach. <laughs> then they blame the talent. And then it's never the guy's fault who's getting paid all the money. So people start resenting you for that. And I, I know the Stefan Diggs thing wasn't a big deal. But when you make it $250 million and we not doing it three straight years, people start to look at you funny because they know the criticism is not coming to you. It's coming to me first. But I agree with you. I do think he I think he's already there. Like he's got the contract. He's he's lost all the big games and he don't even have the hardware. So I think he should be in that level of criticism. But I agree with Jerm. Like next year, if this happens again, he definitely will be there and it won't be a discussion. Joe Burrow is the best QB in the NFL. That's hot this year. Yeah, he's earned it. That's hot. Absolutely. Uh, because the only other quarterback you're going to put ahead of him is the one he's already beaten three times in a row. So um, I will I will say that's hot for sure. Nah, JT? it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes until proven until proven guilty, bro. We, are, are you forgetting what he did this year? This man is has the best team in the AFC, and he lost exactly. all his weapons. Exactly, exactly. He's he he the best team his, in the AFC. And he lost all with the his best weapons, coach in the AFC. Bro. Like, come on, man. You. It's Mahomes. It's Mahomes. Trust me. Yeah, oh, of the same Kansas City Chiefs team that was putting up 53 points in AFC title games with Alex Smith as quarterback. And yeah, because Mahomes, because Mahomes, Mahomes is out there guarding Jamar Chase. I'm just saying. I'm just Chiefs were already good before Mahomes got there. Well, so, wait, so. Alex Smith put 53 points up in the and AFC lost, title game and lost because the defense gave up that game. Alex Smith was winning. AFC, what game? Uh, what game? AFC title game? What game are we talking about, bro? Nah, nah, you get you getting confused when he was with the San Francisco 49ers and they lost that Saints game. Nah, <laughs> this was uh he never made was, it to an AFC title game with the Chiefs. Uh believe but he did, sir. While you look that up, I'm gonna say not. I agree, JT. Hey, you know me, man. If I'm picking one guy to build a team around, and I don't know who else is gonna be out there on the field, give me Patrick Mahomes, baby. All right, last one. The Packers should start over and move on from Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Um, hot. Absolutely. You know what? Hot. Him and him and Matt LaFleur don't like each other. NFC title game. You're right. My bad. Uh, absolutely. They should move on. They should have moved on from him last year they, before they gave him a two-year, $50 million per year extension, whatever that ridiculous contract uh, was. Uh Absolutely, they should have moved on from him. So I'm going to go ahead and say hot. This is a hot not because you put... Bro, you, you, you know put, we don't do that. You put two things together that are opposites. They should have moved on from Aaron Rodgers, but the start over, what the... Like, that's where I don't agree because you go Jordan Love and you try to win a title. Like, I don't think you blow it all up. Like, you don't trade away uh, A.J. Dillon. You Bro, don't trade away Aaron all Rodgers those guys. Bro, it up no matter who <laughs> comes after him. <laughs> well, they should have moved on from him. That's bro. You know, stop answer. trying to fence straddle. It's a That's it's a hot take. It's, it's it's a hot take. It's hot. It's because the Packers are a rebuild masquerading as a contender. Like 
Aaron Rodgers does not want to be there. He makes everybody there miserable. You know who Aaron Rodgers is? Aaron Rodgers is that friend that you don't put in a separate group chat for a specific reason. Like, you got to get rid of that person. So I think it's a hot take. Get rid of them. See what you can get. Move on. Start over. No rebut. Cool. All right. So, Jeremy, this is where you're going to make all your bread and butter because, as you can tell, if you do well in this, you'll never shut up. It was up. with shut the Chiefs, but it was in the divisional round. Sorry. Gotcha. Ooh, all right, how many points? How many points? It was 53. They scored 53 points. Who did they lose to? Uh, the damn it, I just literally just had it on stat muse. Hold on. I want to say the Colts. In what year? Nah, that oh, was that was the Andrew Luck comeback game. That was yeah, that was the um that was like the wild card game, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was the first round. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, because uh, I didn't pay attention to Andrew Luck came back. And that was, several, was and by the way, that was several years before Mahomes took over. Alex Smith was there and Andy Reid was there. That's all that matters. Uh, it was like two, three years before, though. So teams change in those two or three years. Oh yeah, Tyreek wasn't out there catching deep balls. <laughs> that goes to show you the greatness of Mahomes, right? He took they a team to, that had Dwayne Bow. Oh, next. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I forgot. You're right. Oh, You're next, right. next, next, next. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap up the show. Weekend predictions. Um, this is where, Jerm, you know, obviously this makes you a star. This makes you a bench player. Um, mm -hmm. as they let Justin tell it, you are a superstar if you get these right. So instead mm -hmm. of all the ones he had to guess, you only got two. So if you go 100%, I expect you to be gloating just like he did. Hey, no pressure. I'm taking these to Vegas. I'm relying on you, Jerm, because I'm terrible at weekend predictions. All right, guys. First game, Brock Purdy at the Eagles. <laughs> so I, I was singing Brock Purdy's praises, being Mr. Irrelevant. And I believe that the NFL is the greatest soap opera of all time. And so even though they are undefeated, not only with Brock Purdy at the helm, but in the driver's in the or passenger seat, the Robin to Brock Purdy's Batman is Christian McCaffrey, who is probably the most dangerous weapon in NFL history. Now, that's why I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles, because reality has to set in. This lie that San Francisco has been living will be over. Because Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni and the Broad Street Bullies are the truth. A.J. Brown, Terrell Owens reincarnated. They don't, uh, Jalen Hurts, the Jordan, you see what, he was wearing the Jordan, what, sixes as cleats the other day? Yeah, that guy's not going to NFC title game, are you kidding me? No, it's, it's you know, the, the pride of Alabama roll tide. Jalen Hurts is going to come in here and end this little pipe dream that the San Francisco 49ers uh, it was cute. It was a cute little story for a while. That uh, cute story are... is QB1, so you got to watch how you talk about him. Hey, listen, QB1, QB done in the <laughs> NFC title game when uh, Jalen Hurts comes through. So Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are going to win this game fairly easily, by the way. I've got the Eagles as well. They're just a the better team. Hey, man, I got to disagree. I got to stick to my preseason guns. I'm going to stick with one of my teams that I picked to get to the Super Bowl. I'm going to go with the 49ers. All right, so AFC, Joe Burrow. At Patrick Mahomes. Uh, because Eli Manning, uh, Eli Apple was running his bum-ass mouth this past weekend to all the Bills fans, I'm rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't want the Bengals to get any more shine, uh, and I can't allow Joe Burrow, uh, even though he's barely surpassed Josh Allen, if he goes to the Super Bowl and wins it, God forbid, he'll definitely be above Josh Allen, and I can't allow that to happen. So I am rolling uh, the third time. 
uh, was technically the charm. So the fourth time, uh, the 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 Chiefs are going to figure it out. Patrick Mahomes is going to beat Cincinnati at home, and they can't fool the him four team. times, right? Can't fool him four four times. Shame on both of us. And there so, uh, yeah, I'm going with I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to go the Chiefs as well, just because, man, I don't want to see Cincy win, and I'm just sick of them. So I'm hoping the Chiefs win. I'm picking the Chiefs because this is the Super Bowl matchup that I picked in the in the preseason. The 49ers versus the Chiefs. I gotta I gotta see this through. I don't care whose ankle is missing. I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs. You know, I wish you would tell us this with confidence in that you're saying I'm going to Vegas with it, because then I'd actually follow you. When I know you're putting money on something, because we know how you are with money. When I know you're putting money on something, that's when I will follow you. Until then, all these other predictions—they're just lucky guesses. And you well, I just assumed he's saving that money to club. Then I just assumed he was saving all that money to pay for his gigantic house. Well, uh, uh, aka uh, mansion, uh, aka mansion. Yeah. You could say mansion on the show. They mansion. won't. They won't bleep it out. They won't bleep it out. Yeah, gosh, huge well, mansion. Huge man- mansion. Yes, there's different levels of mansions. Yeah, um, almost as big as Tiger Woods is what I heard. I mean, that, we'll see. that's what I hear. Same about same area. Um, so, Germ, as always, man, thank you so much for your time. And before we let you go, though, please tell our fans and listeners out there where they can find you and, and go ahead and plug plug your show. So, yes, I am Germ, one half of Stuff About Sports. And you can find us at Stuff About Sports on Instagram, um, the Give Us a Shot Network website, www.giveusashot.network. And then you can hashtag Give Us a Shot Network in your Googles and find our uh, YouTube page, which we just hit over a thousand subscribers. So shout out to y'all. Congrats. Um, our Instagram too. page. Congrats. Yeah, man, it's big time. And we're on the TikTok now because apparently somebody very smart told me that I should be getting on the TikTok with all the other young fellows. Ooh. So uh, give us a shot network on TikTok. I just started uploading stuff there. But yeah, hashtag give us a shot network and you'll see us. And uh, yeah, we're all over the place, man, doing things big. You don't got to answer this, but like, give me a wink if it was the guy that has a mansion amongst the three of us and it ain't you and me, right? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Confirm or deny, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) This this is the shit I got to put up with (laughs) y'all. Well, Jeremy, man, a lot of fun as always. Thank you for the insight, especially with the Buffalo Bills. You're our in-house resident expert, so thank you. You know we're gonna have you back on again in the future, so don't go oh, yeah. don't go too far. Um, but thanks again, appreciate it to all the fans and listeners out there. Thank you very much as always, and remember to please subscribe to us, JT and the Don All Sports Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and whatever platform you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do. Leave us a five-star review. Also, please follow us on social media, our handle at JT and the Don. We can be found on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. So, JT, fun time with, with Germ. Great episode as always, man. Until the next episode, see ya. Peace.